The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi and praise the Lord everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. Our landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is, those of you in the hospitals and confidence and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast.
When you decide to put Jesus first in your life, you are choosing to take that straight and narrow road that leads you on a path of righteousness. It may not be easy, and we may stumble along the way, but the end results are yea and amen. All you need is trusting faith. Our church choir, under the leadership of Assistant Choir Director Pahaku Carter, will sing for you this jovial song entitled, I'm Gonna Keep Walking. Accompanying our choir will be Christy Hahn on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ.
able to hear Jesus say, come up hither, viewers? The Lord calls us once, twice, thrice, and then no more. Today is the day of salvation because we are not promised for tomorrow. Our church band, under my direction, will play for us this wonderful song entitled, Jesus is Calling.
In this sin-cursed, devil-may-care world, we are sometimes faced with problems or situations that become too overwhelming for us to handle. Our soloist, Seth Makana Asano, will sing this comforting song entitled, God Shall Wipe Away All Tears. Accompanying him will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Pro Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. at home and lay our burdens down. God shall wipe away all tears when we reach the saints and wear a Roman crown. God shall wipe Timmy. 
The salvation of your soul, TV viewers, is an individual battle between you and the Lord. Have you made your choice to put Him first in your life? Have you witnessed what Jesus has done, is doing, and will continue to do for you in your day-to-day -day lives? Our church choir once again will sing unto the Lord this uplifting anthem entitled, Jesus is Lord of All. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
As true born-again believers, we use the Word of God as our shield and our buckler, our teacher and instructor as words to comfort and as words to heal. It gives guidance and it gives inspiration. The prayer found in Matthew 6, 9 encompasses all that we, as children of the Lord, should do to continue our daily walk with Him. The string section of our church band will combine their talents in an astounding rendition of the song entitled, I Know God's Promise is True.
Blessed this morning are the voices of our duet Kelsey Puloa and Seneca Rose Hahn as they sing for us this thought-provoking song entitled Peace in the Valley. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to a well-deserving couple in the Lord. Their associate pastor Jared and Mrs. Lorelei Pang of our Hawaii Island Branch Church on the island of Hawaii. May Jesus continue to pour out bountiful blessings pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jandok, 
I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in a kindly ask for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. The Scalacast now will be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTO TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Newmont, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGZZ TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, Plaza Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. As well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on time on the cable 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work, if you're kidding one crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our gospel service here in Homestead, Hawaii. Services are held at Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And our coming key branch church located at 1361 Polo Avenue. Gospel service held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule observed by our neighbor and branch churches. The services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanaka Kamalukai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alveria in Hainamari, by Pastor Walter Aitino in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwai Asano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, and Pastor Helen Vesper in Baroque, Hawaiian, and Pastor Vesper in Pelazon, Sukabata, Minau, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regarding the church relations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated to conclude the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Ann Jr., who will bring forth a Spirit-directed and Spirit-defined sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Jose. Life is so full of problems that many people in the world today put their personal concerns ahead of Jesus. In spite of the message delivered in the song, Put Jesus First in Your Life, most often we tend to put Jesus second, third, or even lower on our list of priorities. For many, it is a difficult decision to choose to be faithful to the Lord or to the world, even though we know what the correct choice should be. Perhaps if we learn a little more about the Lord through sermons like the one I have entitled, Be an Overcomer in Christ Jesus, the decision to choose the Lord will be a whole lot easier. We are living in exciting times. The Lord's curtain of time is about to rise. Thus, God is positioning the nations of the world for His last act. The final events are winding up, signaling the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in His power and in His glory. As we begin today's message, we must emphasize one point. We do not attempt or intend to reveal the exact day when Jesus Christ will return. We know not the hour, nor the day, or year He will come. No one in this world knows that day or hour, as described in Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The Lord's concern is that everyone be thoroughly aware of the time in which we live. Today the world is heading for the end times of earthly catastrophe, as recorded in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5. 
This know also that in the last days, perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Paul's letter to Timothy, which is an indisputable detailed description of the conditions of society in this 21st century, bears a stamp of divine revelation from God. The accuracy of these prophecies should be a challenge to the first church founded on the day of Pentecost. Time has already elapsed and there is no time left. In spite of these terrible conditions, revivals by the power of the Holy Spirit working in the lives of true born-again Christians keep things from becoming any more despicable. God's divine promise for a mighty Holy Ghost revival is occurring across the face of the earth, taking place right here in our country and abroad. However, 2 Chronicles 7:14 provides this exhortation, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Four prime virtues are mentioned here as being necessary for the Lord's blessing and for His mighty Holy Ghost revival to begin with in His people. First, humility. Second, prayer. Third, devotion. And fourth, repentance. According to the biblical history of Israel and Judah, God blessed the people when they sought Him and turned from their wicked ways, but He sent judgment rather than blessing whenever they became so involved in sin and idolatry. Therefore, the Lord's Holy Ghost revival must begin in us before others can be revived. Where does your church stand today? When reading the messages to the seven churches in Asia, we come to understand that the messages are not only directed at them, but it is time even for us today in terms of prophetic significance. Reading the message to Laodicea during the period at the very end of the church age in Revelations 3, 14 to 19, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou word cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and in need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. This message to the church is given whenever it dwells more upon the word of man than upon the word of God. The city of Laodicea was noted for its warm springs, which were pleasant for bathing, but sickening to drink and is likened to the church just before the Lord's return. Some members warmly devoted, some utterly cold, with most being lukewarm, as being in a thermal state that is most disgusting to the Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit of the language implied strong warning against complacency. There is only one way to become accepted into the body of Christ, and that is by being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, accepting His salvation and His new birth. Today, there are many who are inquiring about the new birth. Many attend our evening service seeking spiritual blessings and witness the wonderful miracles of God and divine healing. At the mere mention of the name Jesus, devils are cast out. Asthmatics are healed. Lumps in the breast disappear. And a host of other wonder-working miracles 
are performed when applicants are anointed with oil and prayed over. Seeing these wonderful miracles, they marvel at the healing power of Jesus Christ and acknowledge him as the healer and mighty physician who has never lost a case. They witness God's power manifested in the name of Jesus Christ. Having witnessed these miracles, they take the next step of repenting of their sins and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Here in the Apostolic Faith Church, we preach very explicit instructions concerning the new birth recorded in God's Word. Specifically, John 3, 5 instructs every man, woman, and child, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. First, born of water is baptism in water being immersed in the name of Jesus Christ, just as Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. Acts 2.3 further instructs, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is simply godly sorrow for sin. Confessing to the Lord Jesus Christ that we indeed are sinners in need of his plan of salvation. This scriptural passage deliberately directs one to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and not in the titles of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Furthermore, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Next, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ brings remission of sins, being washed away by the blood of Jesus shed for all mankind on the cross of Calvary. At the same time, our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. To receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is to be born of the Spirit, that means being filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue or language as the only Bible sign confirming that you have indeed been filled. Outside the name of Jesus Christ, no one can be saved as confirmed by Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The new birth is a mandatory reality, and yet it remains a mystery to many who do not believe. John 3, 8 describes it this way. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell when it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Thus, no one can deny the reality of the wind. Similarly, God's Holy Spirit cannot be seen, but we can witness His mighty power which makes the harlot pure, the liar honest, the drunkard sober, and the addict restored, and the rebellious prey. There is no denying Jesus Christ is real. Many modern churches dilute the word of God to their demise, and they become obscure, neither hard or cold. Jesus Christ left heaven's glory to become a servant, bringing us eternal life. And how unfortunate it is when a church's earthly positions are considered its wealth. It then becomes wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus Christ offers cures for these maladies in his message to the church, which restores the matter back to the believer. Jesus Christ says in Revelation 3, 20-22, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my father in his throne. 
He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Today, television viewers, Jesus Christ is knocking upon the door of your heart. Won't you answer his knock? Open up your heart and let him come in. He is merciful and gracious to all people, regardless of their color, creed, or nationality. Being an overcomer indicates the process of facing temptation without succumbing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 to 16 describes it this way, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The Lord Jesus could not sin, but he was tempted or tested in diverse ways, overcoming all adversity. Therefore, he who has overcome and taken the victory provides us the answer and solution to overcoming all things. Seeing that he was tempted in all ways possible, it behooves us to learn from his temptation written in Matthew 4, 1 through 4. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. His temptation lasted 40 days, and there was no doubt who Jesus Christ is being that he was addressed, if thou be the Son of God. Please note use of the word if in place of since as a way of tempting the Lord Jesus to entice him to act independently of his Father in heaven. The temptation of Jesus Christ was real, and it is addressed in every instance by biblical quotations in God's word. Solicitation to do evil is not of God. As we find in James 1, 13 to 14, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. God sends tests and trials only to prove and make us better. Our own selfish desires are a source of evil if we are drawn away by them. Verses 15 and 16 adds this explanation. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Thus we find that spiritual death means separation from God. The temptation of Jesus to turn stones into bread was to satisfy his hunger. Having just completed a period of prayer and fasting, naturally he was hungry. But he overcame his temptation and used his rightful power to perform wonder-working miracles. Overcoming temptation is an ongoing process described in 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We must not be enticed into misusing that which we have in Christ Jesus, whether it be the power of the Holy Spirit, gifts, or our liberty, as addressed in 1 Corinthians 8, 9, but take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. 
possessing spiritual power and endowments from the Lord, we are faced with profound responsibilities and must overcome temptation if we hope to sit with Jesus Christ upon his throne. In the second temptation, the Lord Jesus Christ was asked to cast himself down from the pinnacle of the temple. Matthew 4, 6 and 7, And the devil saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus did not have to prove that he is true, the Son of God. He is the Almighty God himself, described in 1 Timothy 3, 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Another fundamental part of the temptation is doubting or questioning the fact that we are really the children of God through his new birth. Unbelief and doubt prevented the children of Israel from entering into the promised land, as we read in Hebrews 3, 18, 19. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Hebrews 4, 10 describes, For he that is entered into his rest, he also had ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Therefore, to succumb to temptation and fall into unbelief and doubt robs us of our spiritual strength and vitality. On the other hand, blessed assurance in Christ Jesus creates within us the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, characterizing Christian living. 1 Corinthians 10, 12-13 warns, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Jesus Christ gives us strength in temptation, that he may be able to bear it. Therefore, no Christian need ever be defeated. In the case of Joseph, who was tested to the very limit, he found favor with his master's wife in Egypt and thus was made overseer of the house. However, one day his master's wife laid eyes on him and she said, Lie down with me. His answer found in Genesis 39, 8-9 reads, But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wanted not that what is with me in the house. And he hath committed all that he had to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? God made a way of escape for Joseph, who stood firm and overcame his adulterous affair. However, later that master's wife accused Joseph of lying with her. The evidence was circumstantial, and he was put in prison for standing for truth and righteousness. Can we overcome by saying no when tempted by another beautiful person? Another illustration in Moses, is Moses, who could have had anything he wanted, being raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He too 
overcame his temptation described in Hebrews 11, 25 to 26, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of his sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. As overcomers, we are told to love not the world, nor the things that are in, as 1 John 2.16 tells us, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. It is always advisable to put Jesus first in our lives, vice giving first place to affections or interests in the world system, pleasures and habits which do not glorify God. Jesus Christ prescribes the following Matthew 5.48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. While on this earth, we must strive to be spiritually mature in our actions. Jesus Christ is the only perfect one who is sinless. The only way others are going to know Jesus Christ is through an invitation by you, telling them of his plan of salvation and mighty Holy Ghost power. Hence, being a living witness for Jesus Christ is evident when telling others your testimony. The New Testament book of Acts 1.8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. At the time of his ascension, Jesus spoke to his disciples, recorded in Luke 24.49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. The promise of the Father is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Manifested on the day of Pentecost with the 120 spoken tongues shown in Acts 2-4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Spiritual utterance is God-given and not from man. Jesus Christ's finally temptation was an offer for the kingdoms of the world. Jesus concluded his response in Matthew 4, 8-10. Again, the devil taking him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. The threefold temptation was to induce Jesus Christ to act in a self-willed manner, independent of his Father. The first two temptations challenged him to prove himself indeed the Son of God. His third temptation was an attempt to divest Jesus Christ of what rightfully belonged to him as the Son of God and Son of David. Jesus Christ overcame every temptation proving that we too can be an overcoming in Christ Jesus by humbling ourselves as his faithful followers and believing in the word of God to the very letter. Now, if you would like to know more about our gospel work and the church and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you 
who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. As we bring this sweet hour of fellowship to a close, the church band will play for you this spirited and lively song entitled, Wait and Murmur Not.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.